0: All right, we've got the Real Kipper and Bourne show. We go national live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour, Real Kipper and Born brought by 365, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. The Oilers get a huge win for their new head coach, Chris Knobloch. Did you take in the
1: game? Yes, I did. Just like they got the same four-one win the night before, right? For their old head coach, and it's almost like they're not that
0: bad. You knew, <laughs> yeah. You knew forty seconds in the game that
1: the Oilers had this thing, right? Uh, you know they did go down fairly early <laughs> in the game, so no forty seconds. But I did have uh, Oilers in regulation on my card yesterday, so I saw it coming. I actually had some gave us some good advice yesterday. You did. We'll get to that. Yeah, twenty. Listen, if
0: if you can't win that game. At home against...
1: What are you going to say about the Islanders?
0: A, a non-playoff
2: team. Oh, jeez.
1: That really cut to the then, core.
2: Well, what game can you win? <laughs> they are not the most explosive offensive team. I will say that. That was is a fair criticism. Boy. And their power play? Like, can somebody get it to the net? No.
1: They make a point of not doing that. That's I years I who, running now for the Isles PP.
2: I don't know whose offense looked worse last night. The Bills or the... Uh, Or the uh, Islanders. saddle, four points. What are you supposed to do?
0: Yeah. I thought that was a a statement for him, for sure. Engaged, took a fine,
1: four points. I think McDavid had two points.
0: Yeah. Who'd he take down? He got fined $5,000. I've never seen someone
1: get cross-checked in the calf before. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting choice for where to deliver that blow. And you were a little iffy on it? You know, like, it's not a clean play, but I don't... It's not a clean play. I don't think... Yeah.
0: It, it, it looked probably worse than it was. Yeah, but not too fired if, up about it. If a it. guy ends up blowing a knee out... Yeah, of it, maybe you care quite now, a bit about that. Now you might be looking at a, a lengthy it's suspension. It's just an odd
1: selection for a choice
0: of vengeance, but, but okay. he's got that edge. I know, and who doesn't love that? That's amazing. I love when stars have edges. See, I'm not that big of a... I, I think it's selective, and I've now... Turned into a JT Miller fan. I yes. like him. But there there are times when like, I, I get what he's talking about with that passion, and it's just part of me, and this is what I do, and this is how I get myself fired up. But it has to – if you're a, a leader on the team, you have to be strategic on it because you just can't let it fly. I don't fly think he
1: any. has control of it yet, Kip Miller. I think –
0: at this point, he should focus on getting more control over it.
2: Yeah, deciding I, when to deploy. Yeah, I think that's what makes those kind of guys great. Is that some they just can't control it?
1: I really, I, think ha, I have the wires, Kucherov in the same bucket in terms of just like if they bad body language when it's bad. Yeah, you know, when their wires cross, they just cross. That's when, the whole point. You can't like pick your spots but there because there are then it's guys not, who choose to, to show that emotion in certain and it's tactical, right?
0: Yeah, I prefer I when, think when it's genuine. They can get there. I don't know. There are some guys that think that maybe they, they get to show their emotions better, that it shows how much they care. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not suggesting that's what Miller does or Leon does or all the rest of them. They are who they are. But I always think about, like, what if I had 20 of these guys? Can oh, yeah. I have 20 guys banging their sticks and slamming doors? Right. And Can I have 20 of them no. do that every game? No, because yeah. great, somewhere great in every team someone's having
1: a bad night, you know? And so you, you don't want that every single night of your season. All right, we got Mike Kelly ready. He's ready to rock.
0: Mike, where you been? I mean, I'm telling Sammy get you on the show, get you on the show. He's like, "No, no, no, not yet." <laughs> but this is it right now. This is like this is your debut on the Real Kipper and Born show TV now. Buddy TV and you've got SportsNet in Look the background. At
3: the backdrop. What wow. a guy. That is awesome. I know. I had to class it up. I knew that uh, I knew I was going to be on. I had to get dressed and comb my hair and throw the background <laughs> up, but you guys have a new show and it's been great listening so far. So, um I'll be, I'll come on whenever you want. Oh, we really appreciate it. I charge nothing. It. So, whenever you want. Me <laughs> on,
0: <come laughs> well, the price is right. Here at <laughs> SportsNet. That's for sure. Uh listen, uh you know, we just had Claude Julian on. I said, I, I so surprising that a team would feel pressure after a dozen games to get rid of their head coach, and uh, they pulled the trigger on that. And you know, you you do the numbers. Did the numbers support that this needed to happen here and now? Is there any way you can quantify those numbers with what you do into a, a firing?
3: Yeah. Like I was a little surprised and it seems obviously uh, given that they won their last road game against Seattle, they come home that this was predetermined already before that game. Right. And, and who knows how far it goes back, but um, I was surprised, I guess I think if you're going to make the argument to fire him, um, people wanted to see a little more accountability when, when guys made mistakes like Evan Bouchard had a pinch and a goal against and a back check and, and didn't get sat. And, and that was never really Jay Woodcroft's thing Um, I think you can go down that road but a lot of this to me and like I know a lot of people Oilers fans nobody likes to hear it but at the start of the season especially you get into small sample issues where like this team isn't that bad and sure they have had a crisis of confidence and you can see it just by watching them Um, but offensively the dam is going to burst it was going to burst and it started to a little bit like they've had four goals in their last two games they're going to keep scoring Um, this was a team that was underachieving what it was creating offensively in terms of chances and shots and all these things more than anyone in the league Um, so this was going to correct itself to some degree that has nothing to do with the coach the coach's job is to get guys being able to create these great chances and they should go in at an appropriate rate and they weren't Um, defensively people talked a lot about you know the new system and and that's on the coach and I want to get your perspective on this because sure that is, although we changed from a man to man to his own defense, if players can't grasp a zone defense, what? how much of that is on the players at the same time, right? This is something that most teams in the league do. So um, I, I think what's predictable now and the goaltending, we can't forget about the goaltending. It's been abysmal this season. Um, in games where they've had, if you just look at goals saved above expected, games where it's been level or better. So you've had good goaltending. They've won four. That's the only four that they've had. <laughs> the other ten games, it's been below, and they've lost them all. So I've I've said it forever with the team: if you just get okay goaltending, like you guys were just talking about the Islanders, right? The Islanders need great goaltending to be a competitive team. Mm-hmm. The Oilers don't. They need okay goaltending, and they haven't been getting it. And that's the first thing that's going to kill a coach, I think.
1: Yeah, it typically goes hand in hand, right? The the best uh, the the Jack Adams winners tend to have Vesna winners behind them. It's not a coincidence. You know, the one thing that does stand out for me with the Oilers, just to stay on them for a second, is like McDavid, he had two points last night. I think that took him from like 148th in scoring in the league to 90th or something. You know, like what what's going on there to you? Do you see anything with his game or has he been generating the same amount of chances or it just seemed like he's off to you too? Yeah, a little off.
3: I mean, the injury happened, and then he definitely didn't look like himself for a little bit. Um, maybe you could say, you know, still not quite. Although I think the last couple of games I've seen of him, he's he's had more jump. Um, and he's still producing a, a lot of good qualities. His passing statistics, which are going to set up assists, are still quite good. Um, so, again, I think some of that is just bigger sample. This is going to start to correct itself. Um, but he did, especially coming back from that injury, he did look to be, you know, not as involved as we're used to seeing, not as explosive. will um, just looked like a body language confidence kind of thing, like you, like you guys were talking about, man. He, he was a man possessed against the Islanders, so that's good to see. Um, I don't think we should be that worried about Connor, but um, the fact that he's looked kind of more human than, uh, you know, Circus McDavid just doing whatever he wants uh, would be a bit concerning.
0: One thing that stood out for me, guys, last night was uh... – Chris Knobloch, of course, uh, debuting as a head coach, but finding a way to get a win and uh, taking uh, uh, Connor and and Leon's minutes down almost two minutes from their average. Again, this is, I think, by design for sure for him him last night to say, I I need better numbers out of the rest of my lineup or or this has no chance at all uh, relying on two guys.
3: Yeah. And uh, long-term Kipper, I think you, you make a really good point there. That's probably the best recipe when you can get it. Like what happens then when, I mean, if the Oilers get more power plays are going to be out there more, if the Oilers are close late in the game or they're trailing late in the game and you got to start throwing them over the boards, that's, that's going to affect it to some degree. But, um, you know, I like the idea of putting them on separate lines. I, I like that idea in general um, and put them together when you need to kind of thing. But I don't know, you you guys would know this better than me to play those kind of minutes. They've done it. Like, they've done it and scored a lot of points. Um, but you probably sacrifice a bit of that effort coming back and, and trying to be great defensively, too, when you're playing 22, 3, 4 minutes a night as a forward.
1: Yeah. So the Oilers have been the team that has probably underachieved based on how they've played. The numbers have them as a better team. The Canucks are a team that everyone is sick of hearing about how they're supposed to regress, how... <laughs> The hot start is not sustainable. I know everyone's yelling at me because I had the audacity to suggest such a thing. But still a pretty good team. Where do you have them pegged? You know, are they... where? What's their true talent level? Where should they slot in?
3: Yeah, I think I was wrong about them at the start of the year. Like, I'll take an L on this one. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team. And I think given the start they've had, I mean, man, just go play even the rest of the way. You got a good shot. So, um, I don't think that... I know they're not... A, you know, contend to win the Pacific Division team. I don't think that. And you talked about regression. Like this sucks all the fun out of sports. Like I'm aware of this as we're talking about it. But it's, <laughs> if if you want to just be right in the end, like I'd rather be right than entertaining. So uh, I think <laughs> I have better chance of being right. Not can I say that the
0: yeah, we're the whole deal here.
3: Yeah, if if the offense is going to come down, which I think it will. Like, shocker. I did this thing, and I posted it on my Twitter account a few days ago. Like, they were scoring on 26% of their rush chances. Like, not even shots, chances. That is insane to do that for a month. And they have. And that's great. Like, those goals don't come back. Those wins don't go away. You've got them. Um, But if you think that they're going to score at that volume off the rush, and they're going to score at that volume in general, um. I'll put I'll put a bet down with you. So, rip me an email. Um, <laughs> so, they're a good team. I think they're getting in. Demko's a rock star. He could win the Vesna Trophy this year. Quinn Hughes could win the Norris. He could win the Hart. Pedersen's up there. Like they, they've got great players. They're a very good team. But uh, I still think one two in that division is going to end up being Vegas and LA.
0: Seems like any team, including the Vancouver Canucks, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Mike are clamoring for defense. We know Calgary has an abundance there. Uh, depending on when they want to start selling off, uh, but like Chris Tanoff still, his his analytical numbers are basically off the charts still uh, throughout his career. We always know him as a, as a good shutdown guy, but uh, there, there's a lot of teams looking at, at Calgary as a, a solution for them. And uh, where do you have that back end in terms of uh, the ability to bring some assets back for Calgary when and if they eventually sell off?
3: Yeah, I think that's going to be the thing to watch going into this, you know, closer to the trade deadline, right up to the trade deadline. That's going to be big because you're talking about Zadorov, who wants out. Uh, Hannafin, we'll, we continue to wait and see, but of course, people would love to have him. Um, like Nikita Zadorov is, is such a big physical guy. of like you mentioned, I mean, when he was with Quinn Hughes in Vancouver, he was the perfect comp. Well, you know, maybe Heronik's the perfect compliment, but, but Tanev was right up there um and so if you can if you're a team that's got like a puck moving offensive type guy uh in your first pair Tanev would be a brilliant person to have with him uh Zdorov's a shutdown guy that can you know play big minutes penalty kill physical all that good stuff um and Hanefin's you got some offensive ability to him and and depending on what you're looking for you kind of touch a lot of different areas when you talk about those three guys especially so Calgary, let's say they're kind of out of it at the deadline, which wouldn't be unrealistic. Um, I think if you want to kind of start flipping things over and making a bigger overhaul, you're in a great position to do that with three guys that that just about any contending team would like to have.
1: Yeah, you know, those are interesting names. Uh, you mentioned Demko uh, earlier as an interesting of so Just kind of like going around Canada and want to focus on some of the more unique players. Right now, the Canucks, who you had just been talking about prior, have Demco. They have a couple guys who are up for major awards. If you stop the season today, you know, what are your thoughts on the season? Quinn Hughes, Pedersen are having mostly Quinn Hughes. Because I know as someone who looks into the numbers a bit like yourself, like this guy's doing otherworldly things in terms of his contributions to the Canucks success.
3: Yeah, look, I, I think he's a slam dunk for the Norris. And wow. I really consider him for the heart um i I think he's been that good he he, like you look at the hardest thing to do uh i imagine on the ice and you guys again can speak to this is is to have the puck i mean there's there's 10 guys out there everyone's trying to get it um and you have to be talented to number one have it but number two to keep it and his puck possession numbers are through the roof like i I, this would be a little bit dated because i posted this three four days ago Um, but he was at about 40 minutes of puck on stick possession. And the next highest player in the league was around 31 minutes. The next highest player in the league had played 40 more minutes than Quinn Hughes. So to have that kind of gap is incredible. Well, let's go to the next part. What if you got the puck a bunch and make a bunch of dumb plays with it? That's not good for anybody, right? Lowest turnover rate of any defenseman in the league. So per possession, how often do you turn it over? Nobody less than Quinn Hughes. To have that kind of volume with the puck and responsibility with the puck, let alone, we know he's not just smacking D-to-D passes all day and changing. Like, he's making dynamic, creative plays. Um, It is a massive driver for Vancouver offensively and everything that they've been doing and keeping the puck out of their own end, which helps you defensively. So I can start to build up a case on Quinn Hughes pretty quick, I think.
0: Kale McCarr can't close those gaps in the next 65 games?
3: Sure. Uh, yeah but possible yeah. but like quinn hughes just in terms of puck possession which again doesn't make you the best player in the world necessarily or the best defenseman um he's been the guy that's led it the last number of years so that's kind of his thing is just you watch how much he has the puck in a game and he doesn't play the huge minutes that some other guys play um so that's kill mccart can close other gaps for sure create you know scoring goals definitely um points for sure um Defensive contributions, you know, it's closer than I think people think. Like Quinn Hughes, um, to me, I have, I have a rating for defensive impact that, uh, coming into the season and a player model that I built. I have him in an 86 percentile defensively before the season started. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm never going to say Kale McCarr can't do anything. I mean, I, there's there's years where I think he can win a Hart Trophy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's baffling watching just how far above and beyond those guys are. You know, while we're kind of skipping around Canada a bit, I wanted to get uh, your take on the Winnipeg Jets, a team we haven't talked a whole lot about and maybe you don't know as much about, but we wanted to give them some due, you know, have had some success. Mark Shifley, good start. Kyle Connor as uh, a, a great goal scorer. Is that a playoff team for you uh, in the Central?
3: They are every year man. And they disappoint me sometimes. Like <laughs> I, I, I always look at that team. I'm like, absolutely. They should be, they should be top three in the division. Like they're a good team. And of course the like Colorado and Dallas are beasts. And Minnesota is always around, but um, I, I do think that they are. And, and Shifley, like you said, has been on a run lately. So is Kyle Connor. He's starting to fill the net um, where I think they've had really great contributions this year is from Adam Lowry's line, um, Nita Ryder and Appleton. They've been really good when they've been on the ice, not only, keeping it out of the net, but, but producing offense as well. Um, and then Hellebuck, like we still haven't seen peak Connor Hellebuck this year for stretches. Uh, he had a, a slow start for sure. Put some good games together. He's been kind of up and down a little bit. Um, and when he gets going, which I'm sure he will, like that's again, a top five goalie in the world. So uh, I think they're in.
0: As far as uh, some teams that have been notorious uh, this time of year to be a bottom feeder, Uh, Anaheim, Arizona, uh, numbers that you like that are trending up, could they actually be in a playoff hunt March?
3: Yeah, I I wouldn't have seen it with either one, to be honest. I know some people were a little bit high on Arizona coming into the year, and and I didn't think they were quite there, but but they are hard to play against uh, for sure. I think that comes from the coaching staff. uh, Even going into last season, they were, and they're just a little bit better this year. They got some more NHL players on their team. Um, Anaheim, uh they've surprised me because they, they were they were so bad last year and, and one of the most defensively deficient teams we've seen in a long time and you know again they've gotten better Leo Carlson's a stud uh, when he's in the lineup uh new coaching staff uh, I think has helped and McTavish's line like with Vitrano, especially like those guys are absolutely cooking right now yeah. so um they're the, I, I'd expect them to be in the hunt like I don't know if they get in but man, um, yeah, you watch them play. Like, they're – I was just looking at this earlier today. Like, the lines with the best goal differentials in the league, the Barkov line's number one. That McTavish line's number two.
0: Jeez. Yeah, they got uh, they got some talent there now. Uh, Pad Verbeek. Doing big things. Yep. All right, Mike. Really appreciate your stuff, man. Sport Logic. Thanks for doing yeah. this, pal.
3: Appreciate Anytime. It, Mike. Good chatting with you guys. All
0: right. All right. You too. I, oh, hold, on, oh, hold on. Hold, oh, on, hold, oh, on, hold oh. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. For those of you that can't watch the show, I'm, I've got Mike Kelly on Zoom, and I do believe I see a hockey night in Canada towel on your shelf. And I don't ever recall Scott Oat interviewing you
3: <laughs> at
2: all. Is well,
0: that?
3: I'll give you the quick story on that one. I can't remember. I earned it. I earned that. Um <laughs> a couple of years ago, it was actually right before COVID hit, um, the, you know, the work that I do with you guys and everything, um, Shirelli, our good buddy, Shirelli, producer at the time, uh, decided, uh, he thought it'd be a good idea to, to put me on the Saturday night broadcasters as kind of eye in the sky with some analytical numbers, jump into the game, whenever anything stands out and, and did a couple of hits with Kyle that way throughout the game. And, uh, after the game, I'm, I'm talking with him in the tunnel down below and, and, uh, he said, you know, thanks a lot. Thought it went really well. And, Here's a little souvenir for you and gave me the towel. So, actually I mean, earned, a, it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> earned it. it just, yeah. But when you're a kid, like you watch the interviews and everything, I was never going to play, but um, it's an iconic thing. Like I, I can't tell you what that meant to me. So, it's, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, no, for well, sure.
3: i having that towel. Another,
1: that's awesome, man. Another
0: excellent uh, move by Shirelli to get out of paying somebody a salary. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Hey, Mike. Priceless. Thanks for doing this as always, man. Thanks. Great man. stuff. All right. See you guys. All right. He did earn it.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, like 12 years ago when I was just out of hockey, I talked to Shirely back in the day and was going to fly up here and, and take a talk about, you know, the idea of potentially getting on camera. I would not have been ready looking back then. Yeah. But he, you guys had something going oh, at the time. and
0: they love the towels, eh?
1: Yeah.
0: Those are I, I old.
1: I have a picture with my son with one around his neck, but he wasn't allowed to keep it. It yeah. was, you know, but we, we don't have one in our house. So when
0: I covered the Washington Capitals and uh... – uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, am I allowed to say Las Vegas or is it just Vegas? People get upset if you say Las Vegas. <laughs> it's too many words. Yeah, too many. Las Vegas, uh, the Do madam? you remember that uh, famous shot of Ovechkin getting the towel? Uh, Hockey Night in Canada towel I think he had around his neck when he got the Stanley Cup. Anyways. Okay. I vaguely do. So I'm, I hang around the rink and it's by the bench and it's, it's like been – run over a thousand times now, yeah. that towel. So I just I just grabbed it. And you uh, have it? I, I do have it. No,
3: you what? do I do, Are you I do serious?
0: Have that. Yeah. And it smells like uh, champagne, and uh, I'm it's not got kidding tire you. marks all over it. And nobody, it was no, just sat t- there. It, and t- it just sat there, and everybody pretty much left the ice. And I'm like, uh, I guess nobody wants this Hockey Night in Canada towel. That may be more valuable than your home. <laughs>
1: no, no, I no, know. I know right now it doesn't seem like yeah. it, but, uh, you know, th- people... So we had that jersey up here of my dad's the other day. Yeah, yeah, now and, that's value. Yeah, and we joked about the value of what it might be. I Someone reached out to me and was basically like... The The font on the back didn't match the side, so it probably wasn't game-worn. If you have a, something with a puck mark on it, or, yeah. you know, you can represent that it was from that moment, if you can yeah. picture match it somehow, yeah. that's where the value is. If you can picture match that thing, yeah. ooh, buddy. Yeah, I'm uh. just
2: looking at the picture here. Stop working with me. It has it around the eye, yeah, has it around his neck. Yeah, I don't know. If, at the very least, if I can't picture match it, it'll it'll be
0: good for a car wash or something.
1: <laughs> oh, God, if you use that for washing your car, you've messed up. <laughs>
0: wow, that's crazy, yeah, kid. that's a cool story. Um. All right, so uh, Chris Knobloch gets his first win mm-hmm. of his career, mm-hmm. and he got emotional. But it wasn't after the
2: game, Keper. It was before the game. Oh, it was even before yes, the game. Man. Yes, Yes, he, he was made available before yes. the game. And spec, and Speck. I mean, we have. I think I put the clip in there, Derek. Uh, I thought it was after the game. No, I did put so the clip a in there. Question: Specs had a week. Spec, okay. uh yeah. Do you Let's want to hear it? Yeah, you want to hear, play the clip there, Derek? Thanks.
3: The people that put you here today—who the
0: coaches, the players—the People in your life that uh, have you standing up here today.
1: <laughs> That's uh,
0: tough. Uh, first, it's my wife. Ah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> <Aww. clears
1: throat> sorry. That's- just a little emotional. Uh, leaving my family uh, to get here and <clears throat> being here. More like wow, you kidding, Rider.
0: You, you were not kidding on spec, eh? First he gets a
1: coach fired. <laughs> then he makes one cry. Hey, that's a really nice clip. Guy made it to the NHL. At any age, in any moment, that's cool. He had a moment. That's great. I love that.
0: Wow, it just goes to show you that uh, he is an emotional guy. He's invested. I don't know if he'll ever come across with that typical emotion of a coach. It's not going to be through anger. It's not going to be through body language. He seems like a calm, collected guy. Love um, it. But
1: Until he has to talk to Speck. Well, he's made a void, Speck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice clip, though. So that's really cool. Prom- <laughs> and then he goes out and gets a W. That's pretty
2: cool. promise Mess wouldn't do this. <laughs> It's an Edmonton team. I promised Mess I wouldn't do that. Um, uh, Ryan Smith, bringing the cup back to Edmonton. (laughs) It's
0: an an Edmonton thing. Everybody cries. They're
1: invested. They love it. They're invested. That's what you want in this sport. Yeah. Well, you just,
0: their you fans just are crying be- after the first
1: 10, too. <laughs> got to be a hey, oh.
0: Kleenex endorsement somewhere.
1: Oh, this is coming. <laughs> it was Toronto. I mean, Mikheyev was sponsored by a soup company yeah, nine a,
2: minutes after he said he'd like like, stupid nickname was Cookie, and Tim Hortons gave him a million dollars. I was like, here you go, man. <laughs> cookie guy, cool. Yeah. All right. All right, what do you it's got, time. Game wanna Time? Want to do some Game Time? Mm-hmm. All right. It is Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. At Bet365, must be 19-plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. So I had a couple things going, but you were talking to Mike Kelly, who gave a glowing endorsement of my boy, Quinn Hughes. Mm Mm-hmm. Your boy, he's my boy.
1: Is that when of them? Yeah, oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. i been mean, a recent addition to your. Yes. Oh, well, I talked about it when you, I Plus was telling. Boys? Well, you were
0: You're like, like Biz, who's I mean, I don't know, sucks up to the Leafs. And no. now it's Vancouver, and
2: well, we're on in Vancouver, so I got a panda. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I love watching him play. I think he's taken a step oh, to another okay, level we this don't. year. Well, no, I. And I was saying at the start of the year that he should be the favorite for the, for the Norris. You guys are like, oh, pump true. the yeah, brakes, pump and the brakes. Never happened. But and he, he's he literally played, the favorite. He only played never a happened. period at that point. No, I, he's amazing. Okay. And I love watching him. Anyways, he is 40-1 to 1 for the Hart Trophy. So
1: Quinn Hughes? Yes. Oh, if that you think, is jump on that. So if
2: you think he is available to win the MVP of the NHL, the Hart, he's at 40-1 to 1 right now.
1: I am a how many have, trophy uh, voter. I'm and, and, ineligible to. Oh, uh, okay. How many
0: defensemen
2: have won that? I none have won it since Pronger. So, Bobby Orr. But it's all Pronger, narrative, base
1: and this is the start of
2: it. Right? No one's won it since. I it's Shouldn't hard for it? a
0: defenseman to win this thing. Yeah,
2: because you—if they win that That's then the they have to win. win. They literally have a trophy for the best defenseman. Yes. It, so. Is should the heart just be called the best forward? Like his goalies no. rarely win it. Yeah, it's like it's been one or two. Like I think Price won it, and who else won it? Rear weird one, Theodore. Jose Theodore won it. Yeah, which is so random that that happened. But he was amazing. But yeah, there's just it doesn't happen very often. It's usually a forward. So maybe they yeah, should... I'm okay with separating MVP
0: to best defenseman. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. I'm okay. Uh, you can win both. I can see both. Yeah. All right. I got a couple other things for you tonight. Um. The Calgary Flames are pretty heavy favorites in Montreal tonight. And I don't think that should be the case. I,
1: I bet on the Calgarians. Did you? I did.
2: Well, I was just saying that I like Montreal yeah. in regulation. You're
0: never going to get Zador to Toronto if they win.
2: They, they need go. to start losing. I yeah. think he's well, throwing games. And to, <laughs> win, to win in regulation, they're plus 210. I think the Calgary Flames are very good. And to be favored heavily. Going into anywhere, it shouldn't... I don't think there's that big a difference between the Habs and Flames. Let's just Are say that. Are they going to
1: play the Wolf Dog tonight? Is, is Dustin Wolf going to get in? Mm. If we can figure that out, because he may be a motivated individual. He is
0: not a big goalie.
1: He's not large. And you wouldn't even... Neither is Soros. Why do you hate Mike Vernon? You wouldn't have thought... like, Because they're all so big now, he looks... Small. Well, Jack Campbell, to me, is a small goalie. Every time I see him, I but feel he's like six he's two. I
2: know.
0: How big is Dustin Wolf? I think he's under six feet.
1: I think you're right. Probably six, I guess. Let's see. Dustin Wolf, using the Googles. Mm. He is apparently six feet tall. Six foot 166. Hockey DB has him at. Yeah, that's given. That's not one. much goalie. <laughs> Did you ever pl- I played just- with a guy in college who would tape a five pound weight to the inside of his thigh, right? You had to keep your shorts on for the weigh in. Tape like the two real. and a halfs, one on each leg. And Drink what- a gallon of milk wh- wh- or what do you not think milk, is-
0: water on what the What do way. you think his real number was? Like uh, wh- 110 lighter. Just because you want to be, look like you're
2: heavier?
1: <laughs> yeah, you want to clock in it on weigh in day. The scouts are looking at your profile oh, in yeah. college, junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be a heavier guy, you yeah. want to be a taller guy. You're always giving it the extra, and they're going heels down. Like, ah. One year, they actually had me in the program. At six three, I am not six How tall are you? and I had to call and be like, "Look, that I'm six two in the program. I want to I'm probably yeah, yeah. I'm like six <laughs> one and a half, but I'm in the program at six two.
2: Okay, there you go. Yeah, um, six three
1: the one year. Apparently,
2: I was just looking at the some other games tonight. The Penguins, who are pretty hot at the moment, to be honest with you, don't necessarily love that. As you know, I'm now cheering against them for my boy Dubis. <laughs> Sydney Crosby absolutely owns the Columbus Blue, Jack- Blue Jackets. I think he has, like, 53 points in 30-something games against him. Just kills him. Mm-hmm. Uh, same game parlay, three-and-a-half shots, him to score, and the Penguins to win, I think it's plus 375. Ooh. So there's a little something-something. And these are, all, these are all heat checks for me because I want both my bets back okay. So Columbus has uh,
0: cooled off, have they not? Did you say bad? Yeah. Well, yeah. not bad. Just cooled.
2: Cooled bad. off? Were they ever hot?
0: I don't know. What
2: are they? <laughs> have they got six wins? I'm just looking at their, they suck. I haven't paid too close of attention, but they are dead last in the Metropolitan Division. They have won four times, lost seven times. They've lost a lot of times. Yeah. 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 Also they've, lost, they've won four yeah, times, lost seven, I, I four in OT. A lot of people
0: still talk about that whole Babcock fiasco hey, and whether or not. has got to go.
1: Well, I'm sure he's a great guy.
0: I think, I think there's a watch on him, to be honest with yeah. you that he he didn't get a free pass off of that it was but it's not we're not ready to make any changes here right. but but 4 and 8 tonight becomes 4 and 9 I, if if there's any signs of this going south on Columbus early i
2: i think i think There'll okay. be a watch on but, uh, for him There's nowhere for sure. more south for it to go than the bottom of their division. Well, and they're, not to mention, The southernmost point. They're in, they're in the Florida Keys right now. Boys it's the uh,
1: You know you mentioned the, I think you should leave me, and we're all, we're yeah. all looking for the guy who yeah. did this. yarmo has been there for how many years? And they're not yeah. showing signs of going the other way.
2: They have stunk forever. Yeah. You know, since the Doug McLean days. Yeah. All right. That was Game Time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. at Bet365 must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break.
1: We got Sammy. Lots yeah, lots after the well, break.
2: I got, I, I got a, I got a funny, te- I got a funny text here. Um, that I've heard some bad takes in this show, but Sammy saying jet lag isn't real has got to be the worst one yet. I just got back from Japan and I am so tired. Mind you, I did a twelve day, twenty six hundred kilometer bike race while I was there. I guess Sammy's golf trips to PEI aren't <laughs> as strenuous. Great show, boys. Listen every day. There you go.
1: Love someone who knows you in and out. Jet lag right. is not real as the birds aren't real of
2: take. I, I feel quite bad about it after I saw Sheldon's face. <laughs> <laughs> just completely defeated he just, life energy. There's oh, <laughs> not, not much moving around today. <laughs> no, not again, a lot of, again, of moving, around. Around, moving around. around, yeah, not great.
0: Okay, the general managers uh, met Oh, did they? today? Mm. So. A lot of interesting stuff coming out of that, including what Your to do ideas. with three on three overtime. I had a thought on it a while ago. You
2: think they listen to our show?
0: I think they listen to our show. We'll tell you all about it after the break. Alrighty. Real Kipper and Born and a Jet Lag Sammy. <laughs>
2: Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The
3: J.D. Bunkers Podcast.
2: Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or
1: wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The
0: Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee back on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Look at that
1: sweater. It's a nice jersey. It's a jersey. Uh, nice, earned Vipers, baby, BCHL champs, oh two, oh three. I think that was the year. It's some, something our game. game,
2: something our game, probably says that.
1: you nice. like Can't look
0: around. Okay, listen. Uh, I want to get into the GM meetings and some of the things that were discussed, but yep. uh, pretty hot story right now. Uh, it's making um, getting a lot of attention worldwide. Is uh, that to, today? They uh, there was a report that a man has been arrested on suspicion of manslaughter over the death of hockey player Adam Johnson, Mm -hmm. who was obviously cut uh, in the throat during a match. And, um, you know, this has led to a lot of people, a lot of discussion on, you know, intent and where it goes here. And uh, you sent me a text earlier from someone who kind of just kind of laid the law of the land a little bit on yeah. procedure here moving forward. Can you share a little bit for us, JB? Yeah, the
1: the uh, tweet is by uh, Dr. Victoria Silverwood, a researcher and writer, criminology lecturer, Ice Guardians contributor. She says, um, here's a thread, I'm a criminologist with 16 years experience researching violence in sport, especially in ice hockey. I understand the confusion that a lot of hockey players and fans are experiencing at the, at the moment. Um, while it's not necessary, it is common practice that a person whose actions led to an unexpected death may be arrested in order for information to be gathered about an event and potentially for restrictions to be put in place, including residing in the country while investigations are carried out. As with all unexpected death, this matter has been passed to the coroner who will fully investigate the case and pass judgment on evidence. This process can take months. Um, even a, you know, an arrest does not equal guilt. Even a criminal charge does not equal guilt. Let the legal system run its course.
0: Yeah, and I just think it's a it's a a smart, intelligent uh uh message for everybody just to calm down a little bit. Yeah, this because is not like
1: they've said this guy's guilty, he's going to jail. We, we know
0: not. how crazy it can get on the internet and yeah. people no, it's, having someone guilty or it's there. I know it's there. Mm. It's there. I know it's there, but the process has to start somewhere and There's a family that's hurting right now that would like answers. This, they deserve answers. Hopefully this investigation or process can give as much clarity to what may have happened, how it happened, why it happened. But let let the process start. Let it, I just just don't like people jumping all over these conclusions right away and thinking they have all the answers when yeah, it's just we, we need to do this.
1: It is really easy uh, to get caught up in reckless speculation on it. Like, uh, you know, I don't know, I have watched the video um, now, and uh, so I, I don't even think there's value in that necessarily so much as they're just doing what they got to do in the case of a death is, here.
0: D- is there new... Video that I haven't seen. I've only seen the one that you showed me, maybe a week ago. Yeah. Is there
2: other well? There's evidence. Like there's other. There's people digging up stuff from Junior, from him. Like he coming across the center and he tripped a guy, and they're like trying to draw conclusions. And people are trying yeah. to play. It's just like, just can we let this play out? And, and, and I, I do think. Sorry, I, I just think it's impossible
1: that they would come to a conclusion where you can say, Yeah, I don't know. I let's just. Not, it's in the works there. Yeah. And there is a family, as you mentioned, that's going through a tough time here, and they do deserve answers.
0: Okay. The uh, NHL general managers uh, met today uh, discussing various things, including uh, improvements. Your ideas. S- specific areas. <laughs> this is the Kipper Summit, they called it. The three-on-three overtime, where it's kind of been noted that uh, the look that we discussed a week ago... <laughs> In overtime is not the kind of look we're going for when mm-hmm. it comes to a brand of hockey we're trying to sell, and
1: that's the regroup. Yeah. Colin Campbell says we don't like they don't mind OT. We don't mind the format. The one thing we don't like, the one thing that teams have done on their own, players have, d- have done, is uh, decided possession is key. You get the, the kickbacks all the time. Sometimes overtimes get going, but until then, sometimes they don't want to give the puck up from the opening face-off. He says, what's the answer? The problem is they don't want more whistles either. So you don't want to say, oh, like, you know, you can't leave the offensive zone with the puck or we will blow the whistle. It's like reverse offside or something. It's really complicating matters. So what do you do? Shot, Shot clock. clock. Shot clock. You got to make an attempt on the net within. Guys are just going to be banking it off the end yeah, boards to themselves just... and maintaining. We're just session. making it even more not hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. No,
0: no. It, you add it's... another element. We're where... completely changing the game. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It's... We are now Going down a rabbit hole, and I, I don't know where it ends. To make it more a like a shot, you could put more clock. guys on Like the I, guys. I, I refer to it hockey. as basketball with the regroup
1: and then the, the pass around yeah. and then go back. and. Let me register my official stance on this. I like it. I like three-on-three three overtime. I love watching it. Something always happen. Goals get scored. There's ends in a rush. Yeah, yeah. I don't like seeing the two-minute – yeah. Yeah. Wind up either. But I don't I'm, like I'm, the draw pass and the power play, but it works.
0: Can we can is there a fine is there a way we can value the original sell of the ticket and that's real hockey, five on five. Is there any way to go back to that? Or no, that 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 horse is out of the barn. We'll
1: go back to what? Like play five on five hockey and overtime. Five minutes no, and in a tie. No, it can't can't
2: sell that. I think it's harder to sell end in a tie. Well, I think it's harder to sell now once you've given everybody the three on three. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just stuck with it. Anyway,
1: three on three back when the Vernon Vipers were playing, okay. we played just, that back then. Just asking, too.
0: Just, just throwing time. it out there, could you ever go back to a situation where it's five on five hockey? Just, there's no offense,
1: for... right? It's so hard to create offense. You want to incentivize chances. This There's higher goal rate. It's just, you know, we might just have to live with it. How about that? Yeah. Is All that right. boring? Make it longer. Can. That I'm down with, but the People get PA tired. probably isn't. Can,
0: can, we, can we give three points for a this? regulation
1: win? Yes. How about this? Can only use a player once in overtime. You want them out there? Go have your 90 seconds. Ooh. If you've been used, by the end of three-on-three, three, we're at we're our See, third Now lines. you're
0: talking because my original thought on three-on-three on three hockey is I hate it because they would have never thrown me out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> make it, make it like seven minutes like, long. Boy, hey. you thought Matthew shifts were long now. I <laughs> would have been, holy crap. Talk about injuries. Five, the best players. Five on five. I would have been
1: like, of their shift.
0: you know, that that starting pitcher that gets pulled in five and a half innings yeah. and, and is watching down the street at, at the bar, the eighth and ninth <laughs> inning
1: yeah.
0: after a shower and a shave. Yeah.
1: That's right. You get off after your 90 second shift and head right to the shower. Let me know how it goes, boys. My work here is done.
0: What about, uh. What about, uh, like, a penalty shot? I think someone threw out today that uh, you get to pick any player on the team on a penalty shot.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's fine, sure.
0: That would piss me off. Yeah, you haul down Ryan Reeves that, and they oh, throw yeah. Willie Nylander well, out there for the show. No, just if, if you if you made a, a great play and you earned your,
1: your right. breakaway, you want your shot.
0: it's like, okay, have a seat, by the And I don't also, really you, you know what, I
1: don't like it because, you know, you took the chance away from that guy. That quality of player. Maybe I wouldn't have
2: pulled the guy down if it was Connor McDavid. Yeah, to me, that just goes right against the spirit of the game. Yeah. That's like a core. Just trying to capture the spirit of the thing. Well, no, it's like a core rule. Like, you get hauled down, you get to shoot it. That's the whole point. I like that. You can't change that. You should
0: get an assist for that if that's the case. (laughs) I like that. We're
2: actually, so far, we have changed
1: nothing.
0: Nothing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you just stick with three-on-three the way it is. If you put a shot clock in, we've lost the plot. It's a different sport
1: in overtime. You're not wrong. Right?
2: Like but, so it, But so it,
1: maybe you're being stubborn. Baseball puts in a shot clock but, and it helps. So Shot clock. Pitch clock.
2: So it would literally be if you shot? Or would it be like Receptic- you have to... You Like the clock is going... Starts 30 seconds as you get over the red line. And you get all these chances within 30 seconds. And you get to give it up. Like how would they even... Do it. What would, how, what would it look like? Like a yeah. horn? Like a little, like it bonk, yeah. And then you like dump it in below the goal line and retreat.
0: Anything that sounds less like hockey <laughs> than what we're talking I about. I
2: could
1: pocket. It was an orange ball that was round. And we put the hoops up Never
0: mind. I'm telling you, if we <laughs> gave, if we valued the 60 minutes for three points, we
1: may not even need that. If you incentivize... T- God, watching Calgary and Toronto play for overtime in the last two minutes pathetic. is painful. Same There's, with the, the Preds. You're with cruising the in. Two. There was like yeah. 75 seconds left, and Hannafin was like, I'm just going to park this behind our net or you'll know, bring it back in our end and regroup here. Let's we're, get our point, and then we'll play for the next one.
0: We're give half a point for overtime. Half. Not <laughs> oh a full point. God. Half. That's <laughs> all you deserve. You're only playing for
1: five minutes of... And it's half po- a game of, of hockey. Of, 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 of skills pond hockey <laughs> fair enough all right we got other stuff to do anything else offside reviews i don't even want to talk
2: about that one get rid of it i don't I've, be done with it
0: no yeah. you have to now that's another one that uh no. you can't go back yes you, can. you either are on off uh, you're
1: onside or offside
0: I you can't go easy. back
1: to gray but the grayness is you're onside if you have possession of the puck what's possession if i kick the puck from my skate to my stick and the puck is in the middle of the, that gap as I'm crossing the blue line. Am I onside? Do I have possession? What is possession? Well, you, you got to
0: change the rule of offside
2: to make it. You need to be touching the puck with your yeah. stick or something. Just change the rule. I don't know. I think that they should just completely get rid of the review or have what, you know, I get, love, give your one. Give me a real time review. One look at it in. Full speed, and if you can tell, so when your
0: leafies lose game seven because someone's offside, buddy, you're, but I, you're, I
1: like the idea that the ref fine. okay, West Macaulay goes to the center ice. They hold up a, an iPad. They say, "Here it is again. Have another look for the official." He watches them go across the blue line in real time. If he can't tell, then it's close enough. Yeah, it, it's A real time review. One look at it. It's a vi- bonus look
2: to me. It's very similar to the double play in baseball, where they made it where like the neighborhood play
1: it used to be bang bang it's it's
2: like like your you drag your foot in front of the bag and it's yeah. like yeah like it's the spirit.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous made...
0: though so what do you like now you like it better now or no, you like the No uh, I like it when the, it was
2: like just like in the
0: ballpark. You, you in drag the, the foot,
2: it's around there like you're it's,
0: it's around there you're
2: in the same area I like do hate the I don't bag think you're tag going where back a guy comes up off the around bag there, yeah. offside, yeah. around there
0: around offside around touching the bag you cannot go there gambling's involved people are already been said it is or it isn't
1: yeah
2: which one is it all so know. I don't know. I took I, in. Uh, just hate that this. Like we're sitting there for a minute and a half, and they're looking gotta, at it's a uh, centimeter. Extra, it's like, oh my god! If,
1: if it's going to take that long, just don't overturn yeah. it. Took in the Hockey
0: Hall of Fame yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. How'd it go? Um, listen, it, it's it's a beautiful thing to be inducted and and tell stories. But so cool. This thing was way too long. Yeah, way too long.
1: You know, I've been invited to that a couple yeah. times, and I, I there, wasn't just. It? Yeah, and I just know better.
0: I don't know. Men. They, they, they. We're all. have we all been, been talking long. about uh, the NHL draft and how they're going to change this. This, I'm, I'm just not sure like anymore. And I've gone to many of these, and you know, it's, it's wonderful. But there has to be a different way.
1: The to, players to, deserve to that celebrate. moment, though. Right? Oh no, for sure. And...
0: and and there, but there has to be a different way to celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it, like I'm not well versed on NFL or. Major League Baseball.
2: They all do really long speeches.
0: No, I know that. But it's around a festival, isn't it? It's uh, a weekend. It's mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's on the same night that they're playing football or basketball. We had two games last night. People are like, what's going on in Edmonton? And you're going up against what? Mm-hmm. Right? You're going up against your own product. Like, it should be maybe, I don't know, throw it during All-Star Weekend yeah. or something. I like just, that idea. Just... Celebrate it in a different manner than than dragging people out, you mm-hmm. know, and and putting them through seven speeches, which are all great stories, but they, it needs to be celebrated a little bit yeah. uh, differently, I think, because I'm not sure if like if we're in that new era of like let's we're selling the game or grabbing a new audience. I, I don't know what last night did to to do that that's mm-hmm. that's the point i'm trying to make maybe
1: all-star week every player being inducted gets a day monday it's ken hitchcock's day and everyone celebrates him he does a speech so you see a thing yeah. it's a 30 minute part of the event yeah. that day the yeah, next there's, day is someone's there's definitely
0: day. A, a maybe a hipper way of yeah. of telling these great stories
1: yeah because they are
2: great yeah for sure speaking of hitch oh yeah hey tomorrow we have a show tomorrow yeah a couple hall of famers Including a certain we Swedish
0: got one. a Swedish hockey player coming on. Yeah, Mike. F- you, you, you tracked down Matt Sundin. No, I did not. But the station did. They and did. he's coming on our show. Matt Sundin to talk to you,
1: via Zoom. Yes. Us um, so we'll, hero.
0: Matt's and I will talk about. The uh, Canucks legend. So I, did I ever tell you Rogers sent me to. You son- Rogers sent me. Sportsnet sent me to Stockholm to interview Matt's.
1: I love the idea of you as like a like a mic carrying reporter.
0: Why didn't, oh, yeah. they,
2: why didn't they send us no, for the
0: series? No, and then oh. uh, at the end of it, I I jumped in the Baltic Sea for. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, and it, it must have been like forty degrees. It was ridiculously cold. Were you there? Just how was your jet lag yes. situation? Yes, and let me tell you, those Swedes. Yeah, they know how to have fun. Yeah, good time. Oh. oh my.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, how are the Leafs gonna play this week? Oh, having boy. a good time over there.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting.
1: So that does sound fun.
0: Yeah, pretty
1: well, exciting. Willie's on the probably
0: show. looking after everybody there, and I'll tell you something. Matt's looked after me that week. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it sounds wonderful. I'm sure. Yeah, we mentioned Willie's gonna be out a couple of shekels, but I yeah. think he'll make some money yeah, back. Yeah. On uh, the make side.
0: sure you're tuned in tomorrow for Matt Sundin and, and Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, so just you go. Hall of Famers. No Both big, of them,
2: no big deal. All
0: right, just like that.
2: I don't think we're done yet. We're not done. got what else? You got? Well, we got to talk about the the Gold Knights going
0: to the, the White House. Oh, I yeah, but I didn't really watch that. So it's cool now to go to the White House again. <laughs> right? It's safer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's you're.
1: I think you're allowed to do more it. More accepted in Canada. Yeah, anyway. I think you're
0: allowed to do it now. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed my visit there with the Rangers.
1: You went with the Rangers? Oh, well, yeah. Who was president at the time?
2: Clinton. Clinton was. Yeah. Early. Oh, I was going to say, was it Abraham Lincoln?
1: <laughs> hey.
2: <laughs> hey, Sam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can easily stick you back up with Derek Brandeo. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's not the real Tipper and <laughs> Born and Sammy show just yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what I do. Yeah, Derek Brandeo's <laughs> don't, 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 don't. I don't want Sammy we'll up swap here. swap
1: out. Oh, I love like it. Brandeo down here.
0: Now, Sammy, can I end the show? You're
1: ready to rock. You hear the music now. All right, now Boston, I hear the music. Boston, Buffalo, like, Pittsburgh, CBJ tonight.
0: All mm-hmm. right, our thanks to Claude Julian, 15th winningest, winningest coach. And, hey, the way things are going, he may end up before the year's over Chance somewhere. Chance to win a few more. Yeah. Mike Kelly, also in this hour. We got a great show for you tomorrow night, including both Hall of Famers, as we said, Ken Hitchcock and Matt Sundin. So we will all see you tomorrow on the real Kipper and Bourne show.